Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. Well, we're going to listen to the Word of God now. And uh, before I share the Word of God, um, I want to say thank you for coming once again. And uh, I will encourage you, if you have your Bible with you, to open with me to Romans chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 29. Tonight, we're going to look at a character of God, God's mercy. And we're going to think about whether it is uh, possible to trust God. As we prepare to listen to the word of God, let's bow down our heads for prayer. Let us pray. Speak, O Lord, and open our hearts to receive your word. In the name of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 9, from verse 1 to 29. God's mercy. In the news, we have heard of new cases of coronavirus. And obviously, this is a disappointing news. And this creates a little fear in our mind. Because we think about our freedom, the freedom we've been enjoying for the past few days. How long can we hold on to this freedom? Despite God's promises to be our strength, our refuge, as we read from Psalm 46, despite his promise to protect us in times of trouble, sometimes we still nurture a small doubt in our mind. With all this trouble around us, can we really trust God? Can we trust his word? Well, for those who are seated there and for those who are watching me at home, I don't know if you have seen men who behave like Bob the Builder. Have you seen them before? Yes. Some men who think they can fix all things. That reminds me of a man who had promised his child. He said he can fix anything. He said, trust me. I am a gadget wizard. But one day it took him three days to set the channels on the new television. But his child, his child did it in 10 minutes. Few days later, he told his wife, trust me, I can fix the oven. But she quickly reminded him, I trust you can if you have the instruction manual and you can start listening to Junior, our son. Sometimes it's difficult to trust human beings because we fail many times. But there is a character of God that runs through the entire Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And it is his character of mercy and grace. Many times when we read about God's promises to us in his word, we are constantly reminded of his mercy and his grace. But with the view of what is happening in our society now, or maybe in the view of what we are going through as individual, can we trust God? 
Can we trust his purpose? See, to these two questions, our Bible reading tonight help us with answers. As human, we can fail in our promises. It is easy for us to say, sorry, I can't fulfill all my promises. Sorry, I changed my mind. Man can fail in their promises, but God can never fail. He will do what it says you will do. See with me in Romans chapter 9 from verse 1. Paul was trying to remind the people of God about God's character of mercy. And is telling them that they can always trust all his promises and purpose. Why? Because he is God. He is above all things. He knows all things. He has answers to everything. And he controls all things. But it is sad when Christians lose their trust in God. Here in our Bible reading after the people of God have been reminded of their place as sons and daughters in God's kingdom. Paul said in chapter 16 verse 8, he reminded them, he said, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. But after they have been reminded of that position that we all are, our belong to in the kingdom of God, they still doubt God and his promises. Then Paul said in chapter 9 from verse 1 to 2, he said, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and uneasing anguish in my heart. After everything I've told you about who you are, about being sons and daughters of God, about the promises of God to bring us into eternity, to give us hope, to give us good life. Yet, because you still doubt God, Paul said, I have this uneasing anguish in my heart. Wait a minute. In the view of what is happening, can we really trust God and all his promises? As Christians, do we allow fear and uncertainty to make us doubt God's promises? Well, there are so many reasons why we should trust God in all things. There are so many reasons why we should trust God at all times. And first of this reason is that we can trust God for his word. We can trust God for his word. As you probably tell, our scientists and politicians can change their word at any time. I just read on the news this afternoon that the Tories, they are angry with the president because they don't get it right every time. They're changing goalposts, moving it everywhere. They say something today, they change it tomorrow. But the only person that does not change his word is God. We can trust him. With his word, we can trust him 
in his word. Paul, in an effort to convince the people to continually trust God, reminded them of God's word and his promise to Abraham in the Old Testament. He told them about God's promise to Abraham in the covenant he made with him when he was 99 years old. You will say this is the time when all hope is gone. Maybe you are here tonight and you think, well, judge, the time is gone. I don't think this can really happen again. Think about Abraham. When he was 99 years old, when all hope is gone, in Genesis chapter 15, I mean chapter 17, God said to him, and God also said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai, a name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. If you tell my mom tomorrow that she's going to have another baby, I'll be the first person to laugh. But what did Abraham did? While Abraham was waiting for God's promise, he had Ishmael through another woman. But God still got his promise. Why? We can trust him for his word. The people who descended from Ishmael are also Abraham's children. Don't forget. But not all of them are chosen by God. In other words, verse 8 of Romans chapter 9, Paul said, It is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offering. See, God doesn't change his word for anything. He has a promise. So, whatever way you have gone, God stands by his word. And can I remind you tonight? If you're thinking, are we part of these children or offspring or which God has promised? Can I remind you that by adoption, through Christ Jesus, we are Abraham's offspring, as Paul explained Earlier in chapter 8 from verse 1 to 17, we did that two weeks ago. Whether Gentiles or Jews, we are saved by Jesus' death on the cross. And by his death, we are made heirs and co-heirs of God's kingdom. We are now God's sons and daughters. That includes you and myself. For this reason, we can trust God for his word. Whatever he says he will do, he will surely do it. His promises to you in his word is what waiting for. Don't lose hope. Oh, please, stay in hope. Hang on there. Can we trust God? Secondly, we can trust God because he is... Sovereign. He decides what he wants for us. And as Paul said in chapter 8 verse 28. We can trust God because. See with me in verse 28. He says we know that in all things God works out for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. 
That's Romans 8, verse 28. But from the reading tonight in chapter 9, verse 10 to 15, Paul explained to the people of God, he talked about God's mercy. See what he said. He said, it is not by works, but by him who calls. Verse 12. What does that mean? Yeah, Paul tried to illustrate further and he talked about Esau and Jacob. Because when we think about the sovereignty of God, the decision of God, it's not by works, it's not by how we can achieve it by our strength. No. God decides what is best for us. See, God's decision between Esau and Jacob, God decided that the younger will serve the older. This was God's decision before the children were born, before they ever sinned. Before they did anything wrong or bad, God made his choice. And so Paul said, it does not depend on man's desire or efforts, but on God's mercy. See, we cannot save ourselves. It is all by the mercy and grace of God. Whatever you are experiencing in life, whatever happens to you, folks, let us trust in God's mercy and grace. Of course, we may have questions. Why have this not happened? We may have questions about so many things that happens to us. Why me? We don't have answers to all these questions. No. Only God does. He can choose to reveal the answers to us now. Or in the life to come. You see, we can't ask God. We can ask him, you know, but sometimes we don't have all the answers. Why would you love Jacob and hate Esau? These are questions we don't have answers to. But God knows. He knows what is good for us. He works out his best plan for our life. And that is why in verse 20 of chapter 9, Paul said... But who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to him who formed it, Why did you make me like this? No, it's not possible. I can't ask God, Why do I have this color of the skin and not your color? Neither can you ask God, Why am I short and not tall? The same way there are so many questions in our life about things that happens to us that we don't have answers to. But although we cannot query God, yet we can be sure that in his mercy, he has a better purpose and plan for us. He has a better purpose and plan for us. Say, I've got this color, and maybe that is why I don't need sun cream when it is shining, sun is shining, so I don't get tanned. I don't need to worry about that. God has a better plan for us, whatever we're going through. And tonight, I want to encourage you that God has a good plan for you. I want to encourage you to trust in him. I want you to trust in God's mercy. Paul is saying to us from the reading tonight 
that the promise of God has not failed. And it will never fail. In verse 6, he said it again loud and clear. He said, it is not as though God's word had failed. If you think about his promise to Abraham, if you think about his decision between Esau and Jacob, then you can draw a line that points to the character of mercy of God. God is merciful and his plan is to restore all things back to himself. And we see this plan in his redemption purpose for which Jesus was sent to bring all back to the Lord. Paul illustrated this with quotations from Isaiah chapter 1 verse 10 and Isaiah chapter 10 verse 22 to 23. And he put all this together in Romans chapter 9 from verse 25 to 29. Paul makes it clear that God revealed his plan to save all people who come to him, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. God is merciful. He has come to offer us salvation and deliver us from the consequence of sin. The consequence of sin is death. It's eternal separation from God. Whatever we're going through, God has come to help us. He's so merciful. But the greatest need of man, as we can see in the Bible, is the forgiveness of our sins. And Paul reminded us in Romans chapter 3. Verse 23 to 24, it said, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. By God's mercy and grace, through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, And by his resurrection, we are presented with an opportunity to reign with God in his glory as sons and daughters. This is a privilege. This is God's mercy being displayed from his word. So I finish tonight. Let me ask us again. Can we trust God? Can we trust his purpose? Here is the answer. Yes. Yes, we can trust God. Yes, we can trust his word. Yes, we can trust his purpose of eternal life to all who believe in him. Let me add this to it. Whatever you're going through, whatever is happening in our world, whatever is going on on the news, don't be afraid. Trust in his grace and mercy. Trust his word. is our refuge and strength. Trust him for his word and for everything. Because he's sovereign, he's working out the best for us. 
And as Paul said in verse 6 of our reading, it is not as though God's word had failed. No, not at all. All we need to do tonight is to have a bigger view of God. And then we can continue to trust him. Let us pray. Help us, O oh Lord, to have a bigger view of you. Help us, O oh Lord, to trust you at all times. We thank you because in your word tonight we have learned that we can trust you at least for two reasons. We can trust you for your word. We can trust you because you are sovereign and you know what is good and best for our life. Help us to depend on you, O oh Lord. Help us, O oh Lord, to go out from this building with a fresh and renewed sense of your character of mercy. Because we are sure that as a chosen child of God, you will have mercy on us. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cluny Parish. God bless you.